Chapel, won't you please stand and join us in worship?
morning, church. It's good to be together. Go ahead and grab a seat. I want to welcome you to our service this morning. Uh, if we have not had the pleasure of meeting, my name is Rob Zimmerman. I'm the lead pastor here at Westgate, and just uh, very excited that you've chosen to worship with us today. We've got an awesome uh, service of worship of our Lord planned for this morning. If you are a first-time guest, I especially want to welcome you and thank you for worshiping with us today. Uh, hopefully on your way in, you were able to grab uh, sermon notes, which can be found at the table in the back. Uh, as well, one of the things we have out there is connection cards in the little Stands. And whether you were able to get one before service started or after, filling out a connection card is a good first step to getting connected here at the church. And so if you're a guest, I would love for you to take a moment, fill that out. And at the end of the service, you can take that card to our guest center out in our east entrance here. And uh, we have a couple of hosts uh, where you can exchange that. They've got a whole bag of goodies, little gifts, uh, and then also uh, information about our church that they would love to give you. As well, they would love to answer any questions you have about how how to get connected here. And so uh, please be sure to stop by and talk with them. And again, you'll see that inside of your uh, sermon notes this morning as you walked in, there's a number of things that are here, uh, adult Bible studies, ways to get connected. We've also included uh, an offering envelope for our worship center refresh. As you know, we're going to be taking a special offering uh, with our normal offering at the end of the service uh, to help finish pay off the worship center as we, uh, as we near moving back in, hopefully very, very soon. And I have watched some of you peeking into that room, and you're not supposed to do that. So, but uh, it's exciting. Great things happening this week. Next Sunday, try not to peek, but it's cool. So, uh, aside from that, we have got a number of things happening around the church as we move into the fall season. Watch this video to learn a little bit more about how you can get connected. Good morning and welcome to Westgate Chapel. My name is Evan and I'm on the worship team here at Westgate. We are so glad that you have chosen to worship with us this morning. Here are a few of the important things we want to highlight for you this week. Hebrews 4.12 reminds us that the Bible is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates into our souls and judges the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. Today in your sermon notes, you received a brochure for the large variety of Bible studies taking place this fall at Westgate Chapel. These studies not only deepen our understanding of God's Word, they aim to transform and shape our minds and hearts. Bible studies also provide a wonderful opportunity to connect with others and build community as we study together. So check out the fall Bible study offerings and sign up through the printed brochure the Westgate app or westgatechapel.org slash events. Don't miss out on this opportunity to grow spiritually and build lasting relationships. Child dedication is a special milestone in the life of a family. At Westgate, we love the opportunity to partner with families as they strive to raise their kids up to follow Christ. Join our kids ministry leaders for a one week class on Sunday, September 17th at 10.45 a.m. where we will dive into what child dedication is all about and what it means for the church to partner with parents in the discipleship of your child. This class will also prepare you and your child for participation in our upcoming child dedication services taking place on September 24th in both services. Register by checking out the Westgate app or heading to westgatechapel.org events. If you have any questions, you can contact Marlena, our kids ministry director, at marlenab at westgatechapel.org. Throughout our study of the book of Mark over the past three months, 
we're sure you've come across some interesting points or had thoughts you'd love to explore further. Well, now's your chance. Next Sunday is Ask the Preaching Team. Your questions about the book of Mark can be regarding the text, context, theology, history, or practical applications, and you've got a couple of options for submitting them. Out on the tables in the entrances, you'll find a postcard where you can jot down your questions, or if prefer a more digital approach, you can submit them through our Westgate app or by scanning the QR code on the screen. Deadline to submit questions is today. Are you brand new or new-ish to Westgate? Mark your calendars. Our new people party is just two weeks away. You're invited on September 10th after the second service for lunch, meet some of our staff, connect with other new people, and learn a little bit about Westgate. Sign up at westgatechapel.org events to let us know you are coming. We can't wait to meet you. This morning's going to be an awesome time of worship together. We'll be hearing inspiring stories of God at work in our church family. We are so excited. But first, let's get the morning kicked off. Stand up and meet someone new. continue worshiping together. Our God is mighty. Amen. Come on. Yeah. Think about what God has done in your life. Let's declare this together. With just one word that surrounds me with just one word the darkness has to retreat with just one touch I feel the presence of heaven with just one touch my eyes 
so faithful in so many ways to us as a church family, but Father, boiling it down beyond that into each of our individual lives, you've consistently and constantly proven your faithfulness. And Father, it's because of that that we worship and we sing praises to you this morning. And so we pray that these songs that we have sung together would truly be an outflow of our love for you. God, from our heart to yours, that they would rise before your throne and bring you glory. And Lord, we pray as well that as we worship you in song, as we worship today by uh, sharing stories and testimonies of your goodness and your work in our lives, that God, again, that would rise up before you as a beautiful and fragrant offering, but that you would use it as well, Father, to continue to change and to shape our hearts and to bring us to a place of trusting you with all that we are and all that we have that, Lord, our lives will be used to also reach out to share the good news of your son with other people. And so we worship you and we give you thanks for this day. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Well, as you uh, heard this morning in our announcement video, today is a very special Sunday. It is our uh, Testimony Sunday, our Summer summer Testimony Sunday. And today, we're going to be taking time to celebrate the various ways that we have seen God working uh, in our church uh, in varying different capacities. As many of you know, uh, we have been in the middle of a five-year vision initiative entitled Deep Roots in Broad Reach. And uh, we're moving into the second year of that. And this morning, we're going to kind of follow the flow of this, uh, of this uh, vision that God has given us as a church and share some of the things that God has been doing. You'll see if you have your sermon notes, you pull them out, take a quick look at them with me, uh, that the first space is uh, that we believe that God is calling us to have deep roots. And what we mean by that is this, is that we want everybody who attends Westgate Chapel to develop deep roots into the life of the church and especially and as a product of that into their relationship with the Lord. And one of the ways that we believe that that is accomplished most effectively is by engaging in smaller community where we can be challenged by one another to grow deeper in our relationship with Christ. At Westgate Chapel, we believe it's best accomplished through life groups. And this summer, we've had a number of people that have connected into new life groups uh, and also have been doing various, uh, not only having regular meetings, but serving together. And we wanted to share just a story with you this morning about how God has been moving with one family in particular. So I'm going to invite Pastor Adam uh, to come up and join us here on stage. Would you welcome him as he comes? All right, good morning, everyone. Uh, I have uh, Rachel and Chip Reeves along with their little daughter, Esther, and she's uh, adorable this morning. Um, she's going to help share as well. Um, uh, Chip and Rachel, they uh, joined a life group here probably six, seven months ago, one of the ones that meets on Wednesday nights. And uh, they, this summer, have been involved with a lot of community, a lot of building into these relationships, building into God and God's word as well. And I just invited them up just to share a little bit about their experiences uh, this summer and uh, specifically also about one where they all came together and served here at the church. So uh, welcome, and uh, why don't you share with us? All right, and I will remember to talk about that activity <laughs> this time. So um, just a little brief intro. We moved up here from Cincinnati in 2021, and I have a almost four-year-old. Well, we have an almost four-year-old in Esther who is almost eight months. So um, within that time, like, we had 
just moved, we had a toddler, we were pregnant, um, and so becoming a new mom again. And it was just really um, a tough year to make friends. We had a lot of family in the area, so that was really nice, but it was a tough year to make friends with Chip working, and then we'd come home, be with the kids. Um, it was just tough to get out. So um, once we started like walking around the neighborhood, we actually started like recognizing faces from church in our community. And as I look out today, like I see some of our neighbors sitting out here right now. So it's just really cool that Chip um, had the courage to you know introduce ourselves. And Chip is the introvert in this relationship. Um, <laughs> but um, I will say that even as an extrovert, it was hard to you know, reach out and like, I'm busy and it's hard to reach out when you're already busy to like do another thing. But this life group has been so like life-changing for us and our marriage and parenting and everything. But we did a lot of things this summer. Um, we weeded um, out front at Westgate as a life group. Um, the kids did an awesome job. It was like one of those really hot days and everybody was kind of like, oh man, I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> but the kids had so much fun weeding and we all had fun. We had watermelon and popsicles and everybody brought dinner and stuff. And um, Colt was our master weeder right there. But um, yeah, it was just fun to do that as a church, to serve as a, as a community and um, just bond together as a life group. And we also had, uh, there's a there's a 4th of July party at the Burroughs. Um, Adam cooked some kind of meat, he smoked some meats, um, did fireworks. Uh, we actually ended up missing that. I had serious FOMO that weekend. But, um, and then we also just had like an end of summer kind of barbecue at our neighbor's house, um, the Brian and Monica Corbett. So um, just got together and we've been invited to birthdays and all that stuff and it's just like we have grown as a life group and in our marriage and in parenting it's God has just like put the deep roots in and you know made everything happen for us so he orchestrated all of that oh, beautiful beautiful um, as we've talked about deep roots maybe Chip's gonna share a little bit about uh, how those deep roots and have really grown into those relationships and uh, with the Lord so Chip well, as you said, Esther has actually prepared some remarks, so. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Anyway, um, so as, she wants as, uh, as my wife said, I'm the more introverted one in the family. Um, I prefer my solitude, but I'm not ignorant to the fact that at the end of the day, we need community. Um, and this life group has made the church feel a lot smaller in the best ways, where you recognize people, you see faces, you're... You know, you're, you're smiling more, you're laughing more, you're just outside of, you know, outside of the sanctuary, you're, you're investing more just naturally by knowing people. Uh, and that's uh, extremely important in a church. So, like I said, it just makes it smaller in all the right ways. And we've also been meeting um, every couple weeks to go through Mark and to just know that, like, our kids are all together and, and they're with their, they have godly friends and with parents who are pursuing, you know, godly marriages and just praying over their kids, praying over their kids' friends and just the fact that we're in the word together and iron sharpening iron and going through the whole, like, we don't know how to parent. So it's just fun to like not know how to parent with other people who, you know, are Christ-minded and get it. So um, it's just been really cool to see God growing us in that way and, and our friendships as well. 
Beautiful. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. It's great. I learned two things right there. The Borough Life Group uh, smokes a lot of meat. If you'd like to know how to get connected in their life group, uh, you can see me after church. And uh, then secondly as well, man, community in this church is where it's at. It is where we can find relationships and be known and have people that love and pour into our lives but most importantly, that push us deeper in our relationship with Christ. And I know a lot of you are connected into groups, but uh, many of you are not. And I want to encourage you, continue to encourage you, look for those opportunities. We'll have more coming up in just a few weeks to connect into life groups. And we would love to see everybody here in this church connected and growing deeper in their relationship with Christ. But as you look on your sermon notes with me again, you'll see that as we think about deep roots and growing deeper in relationship with each other and also with Christ, our belief is that that will naturally lead to us having a broad reach in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And that next point you'll see, one of the things we want to emphasize is broad reach to our neighbors. And we say that as we grow deeper roots in Christ and with each other, we believe that the natural outflow of that will be a broad reach to our personal neighbors. And one of the things that we're passionate about here at Westgate is reaching our neighbors. In other words, the people that God has placed in the various circles in our life. Each of us have a sphere of influence, if you will. Personally, people that God brings into our life that need to know his son, Jesus Christ. Even as a church, we talk about having what we would call a corporate kind of community sphere of influence where God has planted this building and this gathering of people to make an impact in the community. And we want to be intentional in sharing God's love within these spaces. And so we've had an opportunity to do that in many different ways this summer. And we want to share just a few of those things with you. One of the partners we have had for a long time as a church is that neighborhood church, which is downtown Toledo, and uh, we had a team that went there uh, this summer to serve and make an impact, so I want to invite uh, Pastor Steve to come on up with Jenna and share a little bit about that trip. Welcome them as they come. So TNC uh, in North Toledo, like Rob just said, we've been partnering with them for a long time. If you don't know, one of our former pastors that was here at Westgate years ago, before I was here, uh, went and really started that church there. And we've been partnering with them ever since, uh, going down and running. One of the things that we do each summer is running Kids Camp. And Kids Camp is uh, really... VBS. Uh, They don't call it that, but that's what it is as uh, they play basketball and football and have craft and dance and all sorts of different things for the kids in the community. Uh, Westgate has been a part of running uh, for many years, running the week and kind of supplying the leadership and the the serving there. Um, As the kids come in, they get get fed a meal, they get uh, taught uh, about the Bible and God. Um, and so it's a really amazing way to um, serve locally to our neighbors that are just down the road from us. And so, Jenna, you had been a part of this kind of years ago, and this year you kind of stepped up and ran the craft section, right? You were the leader for that. And so what was, your, what was the experience like as you got ready to go into that as, and even like that first day there? Yeah, so I have always loved working with kids, so I was really looking forward to the opportunity to serve down there at TNC. And um, the first day was kind of our team's training day. Um, 
So if you kind of see in the picture, we have posters. So we decorated our posters and um, we went out to the neighborhood and canvassed and invited the kids. Um, so we talked with a lot of parents and grandparents and even the kids that were um, playing outside. And it was really cool to see how excited the kids were. All you had to say was kids camp and they were ready to jump and run. Um, and it was really cool to see how willing the neighborhood was to listen. Um, even if they weren't interested in going or sending their kids, um, they were still interested in what we had to say. Um, and, and even if they weren't interested, we were able to be a, a nice smile uh, for their day. So yeah, it was very, very cool. So that goes on for a week long, right, as they, starting on Tuesday after training on Monday, several days of running all of the different, whether it's sports or crafts, and then the Bible uh, that's being taught there. As that week progressed, like, what did you see? What stood out to you personally? Yeah, so throughout the week, um, the kids' attitudes changed and the way they treated each other, um, kind of compared to the first day when kids were a little bit more competitive. Um, by the end of the week, they were encouraging each other and there for each other. And I got an opportunity in arts and crafts. I um, noticed a young girl, she was feeling kind of discouraged about her project. And I was able to tell her that you shouldn't be discouraged, it looks great. And a few minutes later, she um, was able to encourage another little girl with the encouragement that I gave her. And um, it was really cool to see that and see the encouragement that our team was giving to the kids and they were able to spread it to their, their friends. Um, and that wasn't just for arts and crafts, that was for the whole team. Um, we saw that overall. And um, yeah, after just seeing them talk to each other in a different way was so cool, how they were really competitive with each other. And then as the week went on, they were, you know, in arts and crafts, we had to share paint brushes. So they were sharing and giving each other turns. Um, so it was really cool to see how um, it progressed, uh, the encouragement progressed throughout the week. And TNC, that neighborhood church, is one of our partners. Uh, there is not just, I mean, every summer kids camps happening, uh, but you'll see throughout the year that we do different uh, different partnership opportunities with them. And so just an encouragement of, right, it's just a church just right down the road that uh, we can build into, support, and serve. And that opportunity is not just for students. That opportunity is for our church as a whole to go and be a blessing to your neighbors. So we had more that happened this summer, including our, uh, our middle school going to serve in Warren, Ohio, uh, partnering with another CNMA church there. And so watch this video. serve because I get to serve God and meet new people and make a lot of friends and it's overall just the best experience. It's my favorite youth group event of the year. Uh, I love serve because it's what Jesus did when, on his time on earth. Getting to know other kids that love Jesus the way I do and get to bless the community by doing it. I just love seeing like the reactions of people, like people's reactions on their face when they see what we're doing for them. I am learning by serving others 
to be humble and that helping people is the best way to get close to God. I feel like I'm getting to kind of be like him, like being able to bless others and by serving them. serve first and that we should carry out by trying to be more like him by serving others the way he served uh, everyone else. All right. Good morning, Westgate. How are we doing? I, I don't think I heard you. How are you guys doing? There we go. All right, beautiful. Um, yeah, so thankful to be up here this morning. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm the middle school pastor here at Westgate. And up here with me, I have Callie. Say what's up, Callie. I got Christian. Say what's up, Christian. And uh, they went to the serve trip with us. Um, and as you saw, like, yeah, we had an awesome time. Uh, serve is it's incredible. We go out there and we mulch and we put rocks down and we trim trees and we do a whole bunch of things and we pray for people um, going into the community and just being Jesus. And it's awesome because it's not just like, as you heard them talking, it's not just about like doing the projects, but like Jesus is working on them and molding them and just like revealing himself to them as they are trying to be like him, uh, which is just incredible. And that's why we do this surf trip, not just to do fun things and, and just work, um, but it's to impact the world for Jesus and have Jesus impact us at the same time. And so I just want to ask these guys a couple questions about their experience at Serve. And so Christian, we'll go with you. Um, what was your first, what was the, your favorite part about Serve? My favorite part is at the end of the second day, uh, the whole entire church went outside in the front and just had a big water balloon fight. <laughs> I got like welts because I got pelted. <laughs> And uh, there was a lot of screaming. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it was super fun. Yeah, yeah. Students got welts. Leaders were giving students welts. Um, it was all good. That's what they signed up for. Um, what would you say was like the worst part besides the welts? The whole boys section. The Warren kids got uh, axe bombed everybody. If you don't know what an axe bomb is, it's where they break into your room, either in the middle of the night or when you're not there, and they just spray a bunch of Axe body spray. <laughs> you could smell it, like the girls could smell it in their area, and we could smell it in like worship. It was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Um, axe body spray kind of smells like, yeah, it, it, was, it was bad. Um, and so, Callie. Same question for you. What was, like, your favorite part? Um, probably staying up late and taking pictures with my friends when they're sleeping. Taking pictures of your friends while they're sleeping? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's always fun. What would, what would you say is the, the worst part? Leaving. That was, that was very sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard leaving right. moments and weeks like that um, because, yeah, you build relationships with, like, not only, like, the students that you go there with, like, getting deeper and closer friendships, but meeting new people and, and leaving those friendships, too. So, super cool. Um, okay, next question. Uh, Christian, what was the most meaningful moment um, at Serve for you? The most meaningful part to me was the, like, around 12 o'clock on the second day. We went, my group went to this lady's house who was who is recovering from a back injury, and her husband passed away. 
we helped her mulch her porch, uh, trimmed her hedges, mowed her lawn, and we didn't have enough time to do all of it, but so what we did was some of my group left, but it was me and my leader, Luke, who finished it off, and just seeing her rea the reaction on her face and like how happy she was really had a big impact on me. Yeah, that's super cool. And it's kudos to, to Christian. I, I heard a lot of good stuff from his leaders of how, like, he stepped up and he worked really hard. And, and Christian, he likes to be, he's the funny guy naturally, um, but he, he stepped up and, and worked really hard on that trip. And so that was super cool to, to hear about that. Um, Callie, most meaningful moment for you um, at Serve? My most meaningful part was finally accepting God into my heart. Woo! Yeah, clean clap for that. That's beautiful. Yes. Um, yeah, that was a super cool moment. Um, as a youth pastor, you go into trips like these and, like, you're praying over, like, asking God to work and asking God to move. And there's a lot of times where you leave those trips, you're kind of like, oh, man, no one really, nothing really happened. And so to see God work in Callie's life, and that's a decision I know she was, like, she took really seriously. Um, it just wasn't like a, a, just a, a decision emotionally. And um, we had a conversation earlier that day of, like, she's like, she's like, I'm almost there. And she was figuring it out. And so just super proud of her for making that decision. And, yeah, you'll never regret it. So that was awesome. Um, okay, Christian, did God teach you anything new? Did he encourage you? Did he challenge you at all during uh, this surf trip? So at the end, when we went to Kalahari, I'm not a big fan of big drops or heights. And if you've been to Kalahari, you know that there's a lot of, like, slides and stuff with big drops. So when we went there, I got forced onto one of the scariest things of my life. I forget the name of the slide, but I went on it, and I was like, that was a, probably one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. And God helped me overcome that fear, so now I'm not afraid to go on like roller coasters and stuff. Yeah, God works at Kalahari, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is great. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, happens, what happens when we trust God? We do things that are scary, and then we realize, man, when he's got our best interest in mind, it's amazing. So very cool. Uh, Callie, same thing for you. What was something that encouraged you or challenged you um, or something that was new that, that God taught you? Helping the community, helping me, like, open my heart to having Jesus there to help me help people around me and push the gospel around to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's super cool when you say yes to Jesus. Um, and getting out of your comfort zone. And, like, you're doing things for other people, trying to serve and all that. Then you realize that God's working and moving in your own life. Um, and so it's just super cool to be uh, to look back and just watch them through these weeks and just how we're impacting the community. At the same time, Jesus is impacting us. Um, and so it was an awesome week. Uh, we saw God do a lot of cool things. Um, and I'm really excited because the last two years we've gone to Northmore. We've gone to Warren, Ohio. Um, it's actually a church where I grew up at. And I actually went to serve when I was in middle school. So they've been doing serve for a really long time. And now for the first time, like, they're going to do serve somewhere else. And we're going to do serve here. So Northmar is going to come to Toledo, um, and we're going to have a bunch of 75 to 80 middle schoolers in the church during the week. It's going to stink. It's going to be loud. It's going to be awesome. Um, but just to put it out there, 
I'm going to need a whole lot of help during that week. I'm going to need more than my 10 leaders for sure um, because there's going to be a lot of students here. We're going to need to make lunches and dinners, um, transportation. If you know how to landscape or cut trees down or paint houses, like if there's a way that you think you could help us serve, um, I would love to invite you to come and serve alongside of, with these middle schoolers during that week. Uh, it's an awesome opportunity to to get to know some middle schoolers who are awesome, by the way. They'll bless your life incredibly, uh, but also to serve the church and, and to get out into the community. And this year I'm just super excited because first time we're doing it here, and I want to do more than just serve, like, do, like, projects. I want to go out into the streets. I want to pray for people. I want to go into the brokenness and, like, bring some light into the darkness of Toledo. And so us in the middle schoolers, we're going to do that, and it's going to be super awesome. So can't wait for next summer. It's going to be great. Just so awesome to hear how God has been moving and working specifically in our high school and, uh, and middle school ministry this summer, reaching the community that surrounds us. And, uh, you know, as a, as a church and a leadership, we've been talking about and praying that God would give us a place to have influence and ideas of how we can go into our community and share the love of Jesus Christ. And uh, this, this last year, we've started a couple of different initiatives with that. Uh, we have a grief share ministry that not only meets the needs of our church family here, but that we publicize outside the walls of these churches an opportunity to bring people in and to share the love of Christ with others. And so it's been exciting to see that ministry taking off. And one that we're going to be beginning here uh, this fall uh, is one called Mom Life. And you'll see a small thing that is up here on the screen. Years ago, Westgate Chapel had a mops ministry, and that probably is more familiar to you, moms of preschoolers. And one of the things that I've consistently heard and experienced when I first came to Westgate is that the MOPS ministry was not only meant to meet the needs of our church family, but to be a very intentional outreach into our community. And there are so many testimonies that I have heard, even of one person who is serving as a pastor, director in uh, one of the other churches in our community, that they actually came to faith in Christ through the MOPS ministry that was here at Westgate Chapel. It has been an incredible ministry for years. We, we kind of set it to the side, but we're going to be beginning again this September 20th uh, with a new ministry called Mom Life for moms of preschoolers. And if you find yourself in that space, I want to invite you to be a part of this ministry. It'll meet the first and third Wednesday of every month from 9.30 to 11 here at Westgate, beginning September 20th. But as well, you may be sitting here going, yeah, but I'm not in that mom of preschooler age range anymore, so this isn't about me. We would love to invite you as well to come and serve within this ministry, not only to meet the needs and, and to pour into people here in our own church, but because we really want to see this be an outreach where we are reaching the people that God has placed in our circles, inviting them into this ministry as well, going out into our community and inviting more people in so that they can hear of how Jesus loves them as well. And so I want to encourage you as that gets kicked off to be praying about it, consider how you might possibly be involved as well. Now, as we continue, one of the other ways that we're very passionate about having a broad reach as a church is not only with our neighbors, but also the nations. One of the pieces of DNA that God has sown into the heart of this church from its very inception is global missions. And you'll see that as we grow deeper roots in Christ uh, and with each other, we believe the natural outflow as well will be a broad reach to the nations. And we have sent over the years so many people to serve the Lord overseas. And one of the things that we can 
continue to be passionate about as well is looking for ways that we as a church can partner with those people in taking the good news of Jesus Christ to the world. And so we want to share a little bit about the missions trips that were sent out from our church this summer. And so I'm going to invite again Pastor Steve to come forward with a group of people who got to serve this summer in Costa Rica. Welcome them as well as they come. Oh, are we switching it up? We're confused. <laughs> All right, so uh, if you didn't know, we took a group of 17 students and seven leaders to Costa Rica uh, to really begin a partnership uh, with uh, Inca Link. Inca Link is, their goal is to reach the 300 million youth of Latin America with the love of Jesus. And so as we went there at first, it was Costa Rica, isn't that just like this beautiful tropical land that, you know, you go on to vacation, and, and maybe that's in your mind, but where we were going is to reach the people. And so there we partnered uh, with a local church, a CMA church in a barrio called Higuito. Uh, Higuito is in uh, a county, maybe I don't know if that's the right word, but an area that is translated as the helpless. Um, and so people don't go there. They're left uh, kind of abandoned, not cared about. And so as we went there, we stayed at a CMA church. Um, you can see the logo up there, which was just an amazing thing to see God's um, heart for the world, not just for our church and where the CMA has pushed into. We stay, we ate in their worship center. We slept in the classrooms. We were fed there. Uh, just this amazing time of getting to serve uh, the national church there, participating in their Sunday morning uh, services and their outreach into the community. And so as we got ready to go and got the details or the lack of details. Uh, Jen was one of our adult leaders that was on the trip. Uh, Jen is very funny, if you don't know. Uh, embarrassed students constantly, which what, I appreciate. What stays in Costa Rica stays in Costa Rica. Yep, so we won't talk about that too much. But Jen, what was God teaching you through that trip? What did, what did you learn? How did your faith grow? Well, as you said, I am type A. Anybody that knows me knows I like a plan. I like to know what I'm looking at, what I'm being prepared for. And I had none of that from Steve, which is fine. It worked out. So I, I didn't have it. He didn't have it. <laughs> um, but honestly, what it taught me was just to remember I need to ask. If I ask God, he's going to provide um, not just the finances. That was huge in the beginning. I went with both of my boys, so we had to raise money for three people. That mm. was overwhelming, but I asked. He provided, um, asking about when we got there, um, trust, learning to put my trust completely in him. I didn't sleep the first night I was there. Um, there was a lot going on that first night. Spiders. Spiders, and, large yeah. spiders, but um, I trust, you know, and like every day just getting up, asking and trusting. And then probably the biggest thing that he continues to work this summer with me is um, just to be available. Um, I don't need a plan. I don't need to know how to speak their language. It's the universal language of God, love. Like, you love somebody, they know that you love them. Like, you can talk to somebody through your actions of just love and being available for whatever he wants to do. Yeah, it's awesome. 
we did a lot of outreach into the community. Uh, we participated in their basketball ministry that they had, uh, that the kids would come to, and so got to play with them. Um, and uh, the, the, one of the main missionaries, Jake, said, you know, when short-term teams come, they, they bring like a fuel and energy into what we're already doing that people then respond around. So we got to do that. Uh, we participated in their art ministry with uh, one of our students, Addison, being able to actually teach an art class to the students there. Uh, Carter was one of our students that then got to share a piece of her testimony with the kids there. Uh, we got to play a lot of soccer, which... I soon realized I spent most of my time doing hand-eye coordination, and my foot-eye coordination is lacking. And so the little boys and girls schooled me. Yeah, it made me feel very old and slow. Uh, but it was an amazing time of just then connecting with the community. You know, no, they said no gringos had kind of ever been to that area before. And so our first day on the soccer field, there was very few kids. And then as the week progressed, at the end day, uh, 40, 50 people coming out of just being able to connect and then point them right back to the church that was two blocks up the road. And that's why we're here. And, and you should check this church out. And so, Jacob, you did an amazing job connecting with just other kids and students on the trip. Did you expect that? Was that the plan? It really wasn't at all. I didn't think that I would be the one that would be connecting with them and talking to them. I thought it would be more of the guy working and doing stuff behind the scenes, but they ended up like coming to me and talking to me, and I just ended up talking to them a yeah. lot. Yeah, it was awesome. Like so many of the guys were connecting with you, wanted to talk to you about different things, especially even ones that could speak English or couldn't. Uh, Jacob did just a phenomenal job connecting. What was God teaching you through that? What did you learn? Uh, well, I always thought that I just wasn't supposed to be the person that was going out and actually talking to people and doing that kind of thing. But through this, I just learned that I was able to actually serve like with directly with other people and not just behind the scenes yeah it's an amazing thing sometimes when we go out of our normal routine we learn something that god's trying to show us that hey i can do this overseas but i have a whole area right next door a circle of people that i can do this with here as well and so that's awesome so the next thing that we did, if you didn't know, we did a whole bunch of construction. Yep, those are our beds right in the construction zone at the top of the church. Uh, and when we got there, I realized that I was in over my head. My dad is a construction worker, showed us. We were constantly doing remodeling to houses and houses. And I realized that I talked through most of that time. And so... I don't know how to put up a wall. I don't know how to hang drywall. I don't know how to mud or... I can barely paint, to be completely honest. Um, but there is somebody that knew how to do that on our trip. And so Paul became our uh, manager, uh, trainer, chief, president of construction, uh, whatever you want to call it. But Paul did just an amazing job of stepping up and leading our team in an area that that we were the top of the church was looking to be redone, to be used for ministry. And so Paul just did this amazing job stepping up, leading our team, teaching me how to do certain things. And because I'm teaching kids and he's coming along going, that's not right. And re-showing it, but uh, just did an amazing job with that. And so through that experience, 
What were you learning? What was God teaching you through all of that? Um, yeah. So Psalms 32 uh, says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will guide you and watch over you. And I didn't really know what to expect on this trip. Um, but like you said, Steve, uh, there was a lot of stuff that really not very many people know how to do. I knew how to do a lot of that stuff in the, the upper floor of that church. And so what was really cool was that I was able to kind of take what I know and put tools in the hands of Sinai and Jacob and Caleb and Asher and Bryce and Brennan and Lauren and, and just kind of watch them get this church ready to spread the gospel in their own neighborhood and have the resources to do it. And it was, it was wonderful. It's, it's kind of like, um, I, I guess the idea we were talking about on the phone is that um, when you put yourself under the lordship of Christ, you, he has the ability throughout your entire life, no matter what your circumstances are, to create wonder in your life. And as an older person, as things get less impressive, he continues to impress always. Mm. So, mm. Yeah, that's so good. So that was just another just amazing testimony of what God was doing. And then towards the end of the week, we got to actually walk through what's called like a vision walk was uh, with one of the missionaries there. They are... The land right behind the church is being donated to Inkalink uh, to do ministry. And so we were able to walk the grounds, hear about the vision of what they want to do of building uh, houses so that you're not sleeping on air mattresses on the floor, but on real beds, to be able to take more teams in, to run a residency program where they bring college students that want to be missionaries to do their their, their college um, education online and then get real world kind of mission work right there so that they can not just receive teams but also be sending them uh, just this grand vision of this property. And so we prayed over it that God would use it, uh, that, that, you know, his name would be honored in it. And what was really cool then is just uh, a couple days later, uh, two two students came up and were talking through that they wanted to get baptized, uh, that God had been working in their life and they would really like to get baptized. So the only water around was that, that little stream. And so I got a couple of uh, our guys to dam up the stream to create a pool so we could go and baptize uh, these two women in it. And as we're doing this, and, and I come back to um, Javier, which was one of the guys working with Paul, a construction guy, and I'm telling him, hey, through Google Translate, we just spent the last hour damming up the river so we can baptize people. And he, he then texts back in, in his Google Translate, he goes, why did you spend an hour cursing the river? <laughs> and I said, we didn't curse it, we... We're, we're going to baptize people. Do you know what that is? He goes, yes, I know what that is, but why are you cursing the river? And you've already figured this out before I did, which is when I, in Google Translate, said we dammed up the river. It translated as we were cursing the river for an hour. Um, and, but through that, here's the amazing thing, that God was working in our own students uh, and you hear it in adults' lives of not just what we were doing for others, but what he was doing in us. 
Um, and so, Sinai, you were one of those people that you were the first to come up to me and said, hey, Steve, can I get baptized? And so would you just share what God was doing in your life as you went on that trip? Okay, so I went on this trip, and I was very hesitant. I didn't think that I would be able to help. Um, but God just showed me, like, I do have a purpose, and I can help. I just need to trust in him. And um, just getting baptized, it was just like a beautiful moment that I shared with um, the rest of the team. And I just feel like they're like a little family now. Um, it's just definitely like something I, um, I'll always remember. Um, I just felt like God move in me during the week and just breathe new life into me and say like, this is what you're meant for. Like you do have a purpose. And it's just like, Steve, I want to get baptized. So I did. It was awesome. Uh, so Sinai and Lauren DeRate both got baptized. That, uh, there's a picture of them uh, that kind of afternoon. And some of the staff from the church that were cooking for us walked down kind of the, the path to witness that. And some kids from the neighborhood as well. And so here's a reminder of, yeah, when we put ourselves in the position to follow God, to honor him, to build his kingdom, man, he starts to... Like, we think we're going to do something for others, and yet he does this tremendous work in us that leaves us changed. And so my encouragement for you is, as we continue our uh, Costa Rica partnership, we are hoping that in the future here, we are going to have more trips, and that you don't need to just be a student uh, to go, that there's going to be trips for families to go with your, with your kids, for adults to go, for young adults to go. Uh, to go serve the nations and have a kingdom impact while also, man, God just doing something in our own life. And so as we end, I'd love to just show you one last little highlight video um, of our time there. Thanks. We have an opportunity here, uh, AngelLink does, to not only be a receiving agency, but we have an opportunity to be a sending agency. Thank you so much.
Thank you, church family. A huge thank you to our church family for the financial support and the support and prayers. You can, you can clap for that. <laughs> uh, my name is Julie Kerfus, and I had the joy of um, actually going to Germany just about a month ago with some of my friends here and the rest of the team there um, in our photo. Um, many of you know Ben and Sarah Carey, who call Westgate Chapel home. Um, they uh, went, they felt called to go to East Germany in 2012. And so they have been there this whole time. It's, it's a very um, dark part of the country, east of the Berlin Wall, you can see is very atheistic. And the German people um, uh, tend to be kind of guarded warm, friendly, kind, but very guarded. And so they've spent 11 years pouring into relationship and sowing seeds of relationship. And one of the ways they have done that is through English camp. They do an, um, a day camp for younger kiddos in, um, I think, February. And then they do an English camp for teens in the summer, ages 12 through 17. And that is why our team went this summer. Um, it's really neat to see how the Lord brought together uh, people with different gifts and talents as, on our team. And so Lindsay, um, went, you were one of the English teachers on the group. Um, I was the prayer and devotional coordinator and then Kelly was um, our cook. She worked with Lydia in the kitchen. And um, so we all had our different roles to play. Um, so Kelly, can you tell me how are you feeling headed into the trip? And um, what, what did your experience end up looking like? Yes, I was so thrilled and excited to be part of this team. But as an older person, I was a little afraid of the physical uh, requirements, especially cooking for 36 people for a whole week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks. My friends thought I was crazy, but I, I was so excited to do it. Um, I really had a lot of people praying for me because I did have a mission trip in 2019 to France, and when I got there, I ended up flat on my back for two days with a lot of pain. So going into this, I really wanted a lot of support and prayer. So God really showed up. I had energy, endurance, stability, strength, and time for rest, and great help from Lydia. It was just such an answer to prayer. So that was really God encouraging me, telling me you can keep going even at the little bit older age, you can still do this. So, and also the kids were so encouraging to me. They were so sweet. I wasn't sure how much time I was going to really have directly with them since I was behind the scenes in the kitchen. But I would venture out into the dining area, you can see, and have conversations with them. And then as the week progressed, they ventured back into the kitchen and would say, Kelly, can we help you? And that was, that was awesome. Yes, you can help me. Here's some food prep I need help with. And then one night I was able to share my story of my faith, coming to faith with the whole group in the evening in our evening tent meeting. Uh, my story has a lot of questions that I would ask myself as a teenager their age. And then how I received answers when I went away to college and got involved in a campus ministry. So I think that really helped them understand. 
Yeah, and we all had, um, all of us had small groups that we would work with. Uh, we'd meet with our small groups in the morning and then in the evening after our kind of tent meeting service with, it's um, called Etvas Mare, which means something more. And um, so we all got a chance to share our testimony, but it was really neat to see even how some of the girls in my small group connected with parts of your story, um, that that really spoke to them and um, was impactful to them. So that was really cool. Um, so Lindsay, you are a teacher by by trade, by profession and training. And so um, I remember at our first meeting, you were excited to go to Germany, but um, because of some challenges you had this last year in maybe the last couple of years in teaching um, and what that looked like for you professionally, you were uncertain about serving in that role um, on our trip. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry, I forgot a question. Rewind. Kelly, I'm so sorry. That what is one of your takeaways? One of the things that you're going to do now that we're home? Okay, yes. It was a tremendous experience to be part of a team of like-minded people working on the same goal. That's not always an experience you have with a natural family, but having that was just such an encouragement to me. And I came back wanting to continue on that momentum of building community and learning to serve others just through whatever talents God gives me. I love that. I didn't want to miss that because I love that part of your story and the fact that um, the fact that we got to knit together so much as a team, but that you still long for that here and um, that you're going to be intentional. So I didn't want to miss that. Back to you, Lindsay. Um, so uh, can you tell me how did God end up working in your life through this experience? Yes. So I am a teacher. I just taught second grade for the past five years, and I'm actually in a big transition. I just switched to third grade, and we just finished our first week of school. But I got back from Germany and had like all of maybe two or three days, and then it was like, boom, you got to go be a teacher again and a new job. So I was definitely hesitant at first because... The past few years, especially for, I mean, everyone, but like COVID teaching and just a lot of different personal things and all that, uh, I've been through a lot. And so God used this trip, like not just to use me to bless them, but to like bless me with a lot of this. So I was hesitant at first, cause you know, when God wants you to do something, he'll keep running it by you. And I'm like, I don't wanna be a teacher there. What do you mean? I struggle here. How's it gonna be in Germany? But it was just such a blessing. And it ended up, I was so pleasantly surprised at how much I just loved it. And even with the language barriers and everything, we still connected with these kids with fun and games and emotions. And we didn't even need language as much. It was really neat. And so I, I have summed up what I've learned into three little points, but I do wanna read a verse that um, God laid on my heart, two different verses. So like Kelly, I also got to give my testimony one night about halfway through camp. And that um, I'd seen, you know, like verses everywhere. I kept seeing the same ones, like it was in our camp book and then somewhere else. And so the main one was uh, 2 Corinthians 12, nine, which said, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can walk through me and, uh, or work through me. <laughs> but anyways, we'd seen that that morning in our small group, we had answered a question saying, what does it mean to boast about your weaknesses? And that stuck with me because of just all the challenges and other things. I feel like I had a lot of weaknesses, but that's what I did. I boasted about my weaknesses that night to everyone. And then I also had the verse of God heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds in Psalm 147.3, which Julie, care about all that. 
and also just how it ultimately led to me finding my identity in Christ and sharing that with the kids. And I had kids that wanted to talk about it later. It's like, hey, even though we go through these hard times or we have all these weaknesses, God makes us strong and he really does heal. And I felt different. So I came back a changed person and like even the next morning, I remember they saw how happy I was of just all this weight was lifted off of many past hurts and uh, whatever it could be in my life or job or whatever. And now I came back with new perspectives. I'm like, all right, God, I'm open. What do you want me to do? Like, we'll see what yeah, it was great. So God did a lot awesome. of things that, that is we amazing. talk about forever. That is amazing. And um, I want to also mention that the prayer component, um, having the opportunity to, to, that was really a big part of my job was um, being able to pray, pray intentionally and be kind of the connection to all of you who were praying and who were invested. And um, when I listened to the stories up here all morning, um, you were knit into those stories through prayer. So we may have gone, but you all served alongside us in prayer and, and, and there was so much power in that. Um, and I think it's so, so hard to go on a trip like this because you're really stepping into like the tiniest sliver of these kids' lives. And I don't know their stories, coming into this. I don't know their needs, but God does. And just asking for him to intentionally be the one that gives us his words in every interaction. And as I got home, I think I realized that, that actually that's how we should live every day. Because in every interaction that I have, whether it's at work or school or the grocery store, um, you just don't know the people that you're going to encounter. And just being so sensitive to the Holy Spirit and his leading and, and um, just having his words uh, was really the prayer of my heart for all of us in all of our interactions. And also the value of sharing our stories. We all got to share our testimony. And um, so just being aware of how God is moving in your life and telling people about it. That is so impactful. Like, haven't you been so impacted? Isn't your faith stronger having heard the testimonies of the people who have shared this morning? I hope, I hope so. I know um, yeah. mine is. So there were so many, oh, that is our crazy crew. There are so many meaningful gospel conversations that happened between us and the students um, during that week, but we will likely never know the fruit that will come from our time with these kids. We may never know how God continues to work in their lives. But um, three of the people who served with us as translators, um, pictured here, Zalame is on the left there. Um, she's about six months pregnant and her husband, Tommy, is is beside her holding Lindsay's toe. Um, I don't know what happened. <laughs> and then, um, be funny and so actually, Zalame and Tommy are the ones that um, the Lord is calling to be the pastors of the um, church in Bahrain. So that's really cool. Zalame and her sister Miriam, who has the red hair, and her brother Tillman, um, who has the, uh, who's holding Lindsay, um, they had all been part of English camp before when they were teenagers. And Zalame talked about the fact that when she would come, she was like, wow, those Americans are so much fun. And it was after a couple years when she realized that the love and the joy that she was experiencing at English camp was Jesus. And it took um, some time for her to recognize that. But I just continue to pray for those kids that, that the words that they heard 
um, while they were at English camp, the scripture that they memorized, that that will just repeat like a record over and over in their mind as they go through their lives, that, that God's word won't return void. I know it won't. And so um, we just stand on that promise and continue to pray. Um, we have a little thank you video from the Carries as well. Hi, Westgate. We wanted to say hi from the Carries and a big thank you to all of you for your participation in our English camp this summer. As soon as we got back and touched the ground, we had the opportunity to welcome a great team from Westgate and it made our arrival a lot of fun and exciting and we're super thankful for all of you. Yeah, thank you so much. It does mean uh, a lot uh, to us to be able to serve alongside the phenomenal team that you guys sent. And uh, the uh, ministry continues beyond the camp and the connections with the teens and so it is really meaningful, the partnership that we have, the Varen team, uh, our family with Westgate Chapel. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, we miss you guys already. So, thank you. We miss you. Love, love you. Bye. Love that. Please. You know, uh, two things quickly that stood out to me this morning as I've listened to all of these awesome testimonies that we're celebrating what God is doing. One is the depth of God's love for us and how he pursues us, whether that is in community with each other, or even when we think we're crossing over into our community or into another part of the world to share the love of Jesus with somebody else, he is pursuing us in those moments to do a work in our hearts and in our lives. And it is beautiful how much he loves us, that he would pursue us like that. But the second thing that stood out to me as well is it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter how young or how old you are, what giftedness you have, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, God is writing a story in your life and in your heart and uniquely giving you specific gifts and abilities that he desires to use so that other people can know the love of Jesus. And I hope that you walk away with that this morning encouraged, that we had a very uh, diverse group of people that stood up here who shared different stories of how God took their gift that maybe they didn't even think God could use them. And he used them to make an impact in the life of somebody else so that they would know his son, Jesus Christ. And so this morning, be encouraged in that, that God is deeply pursuing you and he desires to use you to reach the people that he has placed in your immediate circles, but also he can use you even across the waters of this world to go and share the good news of his son with other people. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity we have had to share the testimonies of how you have been moving and working in our church this summer. Father, we give you praise and we give you thanks for the community that you are developing here within this church, where as we grow deeper in relationship with you, that God, you are growing us and helping us to live life with eyes that see that there is so much more than just what our immediate needs are, but we have an opportunity to go out and to share the good news of your son in our community, in our personal circles, and also throughout the world. And I pray, God, that you would sow that heart inside of each one of us, that we would be willing to take bold steps of faith to trust you and to follow you wherever it is that you would lead. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
As we uh, close with a song of worship this morning, uh, in just a moment, we're going to take our offering. And as I mentioned, our normal tithes and offerings, as you give to Westgate Chapel, you enable the ministries that you got to hear about this morning. And as well, we'll be taking up our special offering to complete the uh, raising of funds for the completion of our worship center. If you came prepared this morning to give, again, these envelopes have been placed in your sermon notes. Uh, We'd encourage you, if you've brought that offering, to use those to help separate uh, the various offerings. But again, I want to thank you. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your listening to the Lord and allowing him to use all of you, your gifts, your time, your resources to be a part of the ministry and work that he is doing here in this church. So if you would, please take those offering baskets. You can pass them to the sides and stand with us as we close and worship together. It's great to hear how good God is. Amen. Let's sing it out now. I search the world But it couldn't fill me And that's empty praise And treasures that fade Are never enough Then you came along And you put me back together And every desire is nice Oh, hearing your love Oh, oh, there's nothing better than you There's nothing better than you, Lord There's nothing, oh, nothing is better than you Do you believe that? My failures and flaws, Lord, you see them all, and you still call me free.
shout of praise to the Lord. He is good, amen? God is so good. So many awesome stories that we've been able to hear today, and I hope that the thing that just sits on your heart as you go is that you are pursued and deeply loved by the God of this universe, but he has uniquely gifted you and written a story in your life to share with other people. So as you go today, go with that charge to share that good news with other people, with the people that he has placed in your circle, and consider how he desires to use you. If you have need for prayer this morning, our prayer team would love the opportunity to pray with you. Bethany and Jim are up here this morning off to the side. We encourage you to come forward if there are any needs that you have. But with that being said, church family, I look forward to worshiping with you again next week. Go out and be blessed as you serve the Lord this week. We'll see you soon.